Welcome to another episode of In a World Podcast with me, your host, Mary. This is the podcast in which we dissect bomb films. Uh, and today we got a bomb film, like a super <laughs> bomb film. Uh, but first, let me introduce my guest. It's Julie Huang. Hello. Thank you for being on here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And um, I, you did mention that... Um, you kind of had a relationship to this film, but uh, oh yeah. So the film that we're doing today is uh, Thumbelina, <laughs> 1994's Thumbelina. Man, what a hit! <laughs> uh, yeah, I was telling you before we started recording. Um, I had this VHS, uh-huh. and I did watch it uh, a bunch of times, um, and I loved it. Uh, I mean, it was never quite on par with like you know the Disney classics and stuff, uh-huh. but um, I did watch it so many times and. Um, it'd been years since I'd seen it, and then when I rewatched it again, I mean, I already knew that this movie <laughs> doesn't hold up. Yes. So, oh boy, and does not it does it not hold <laughs> up, Adam? Did you ever watch it, Adam? No, I didn't watch okay. this one. No. Oh man, you're missing out. I think I might have seen it when I was a kid, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think every kid had. Familiar. Yeah, every. I feel like every kid probably had like a VHS of it for some reason. I mean, yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> It's like all worn out or something. Yeah, I mean, who knows where it is anymore, but uh, yeah. Oh, man. Let, let's get into the background a bit for it. It was directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman, uh, both of whom worked at Disney. And uh, Don Bluth is like kind of like this legendary animation dude who like was part of like all the, um, the kind of ni- uh, 80s, like 70s 80s like disney princess look that's Uh why he has like a very like very classical as you could tell i work in animation so i know a bit (laughs) about animation yeah means nothing to me Uh, (laughs) 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 he he worked on most of the golden age disney animation Mm. and uh he has a like a super distinct style um so, um, like his roster of films that he actually worked on was like american tale um, like which was eighty six, and then uh, Land Before Time, and oh, yeah. uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, yes, and which was eighty uh, eighty nine, and then an, a future episode, if you will, Rock a Doodle Do. What the hell is that? Do did you watch that? No, no, I I saw the I saw the reviews on that one actually because it came up through this one, uh-huh. and uh, they're not good. There, it's it's a bizarre film. I've seen it once. And um, that's definitely a future episode for us, uh, for my podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but he's mo- also mostly known for Anastasia, which is oh, like a huge hit, like course. a really huge yeah. hit. Um, and Gary Goldman's like worked with Don for a very long time and they've known each other since Disney. Um, and for those who don't know, there is like a great podcast called uh, Wizard and the Bruiser they did this incredible episode on Don Bluth and like the background and like everything that he worked on. So go listen to them. Free <laughs> advertisement for them. <laughs> um, and then, so the lead actress for Thumbelina, she is the voice of Ariel from, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. From the Little Mermaid. Um, and she, she's done, uh, also she's the voice of Barbie from the Pixar uh, Toy Story films. 
Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, yeah, she's, she's been around. Yeah. She's, I feel like a lot of voice actors, if they're good, they're good. They're right. Doesn't really matter how well their films do, really. If they're really good, then. It seems like she has a type too, like the ingenue, like. Yeah. The young blonde. <laughs> the young, yeah. Like beautiful mane and stuff. Okay. So uh, let's get into the, the hit, the, the thing that makes us tick. Uh, the budget for this film was 80, or, er, $29 million. And do you want to guess how much they it, it oh, made? I mean, I know it's under, what, like, uh, I'm going to say $8 million? <laughs> you, that was, you undershot it. It was $11.3 okay. million. So it's not as I bad. I was doubting it, yeah. no. <laughs> you weren't really having so much faith for it. <laughs> no. Um, so but is that a lot for an animated film? I don't know what. 28 million is like I think it's a normal amount. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot, but it's like a I think I feel like it's a normal amount for animation. Got it. Um because animators don't get that pay, paid that well and um oh. <laughs> yeah, Did all the like, money go to like Barry Manilow or something? <laughs> 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 Which we need to talk about. <laughs> um so um Okay, so my uh, so we get into our pitches for the film. Um, okay, uh, my pitch for the film is, or uh, if they're gonna remake it, same animation, same everything, they can keep the story, but make Thumbelina this realist feminist. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just like everything, her reactions are realistic in this bizarro <laughs> world. It's just we'll get into it, but yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good pitch. Yeah. Um, mine, mine's kind of along the lines of that. Um, uh, like, I would have liked to see her um, make her own choices. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess we'll get into it too. But yeah. uh, like throughout the entire movie, like she, uh, things were just happening to her. She, it was just one shitty yeah. situation after another shitty situation. Um, so it would have been cool. I mean, if you just made the choice of like her uh, running away, I think that would have worked too. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, yeah. That in, but yes, we we'll get into the all of this. Um, but yeah, and we're gonna get into it now. Actually, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Opens on a windmill. That classic. It, yeah, classic French, French setting. Setting and um, in that old school orchestra to set the romantic countryside mood, and then it uh, like on one title card which I wrote down. Fucking Barry Manilow <laughs> <laughs> is a musical supervisor for this yeah. uh, this this movie, Wild. and and I was like, the music is pretty good in it. I'd say like it's not the best. It's not like Disney level. No, music. it's very Barry Manilowy, very like slow ballad. Yeah, like. yeah. I'm I'm a fan yeah. of low, but. Not for this. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Banalos? Yeah, Banalos. Oh, my God. I only know one song of his, so what? I can't. Copacabana? Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. yeah. Of course. The classic mm -hmm. Manalo. Okay. And then we, the scene kind of lands on this picturesque, like, Paris in a bird in a floppy hat <laughs> in slouchy boots. Flies around Paris singing. In an argyle vest, I yes. think it was. Yeah. And like clown makeup. Yeah, it was, I wasn't sure what they were trying to do for it. I don't know. Uh, I think they were just trying to French him up, I yeah. guess. <laughs> like, uh, 
French whore him up. Or yeah, something. basically. Or is it like the cabaret sort of thing where that guy, that one oh, uh, guy with the French yeah, makeup? Or, yeah, he's very much like that guy. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, this was inspired by cabaret. But I mean, I could not stop laughing at this opening scene because he was just, I don't know, he seemed drunk to me. Just, yeah. you know, he had just had so much gusto and was like on about love. And um, actually, I would posit it. As the whole movie, he was drunk or something. For sure. Yeah. Now that you mention it, and I'm thinking back to it, I'm pretty sure he was drunk. He was on one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He, like, was, on like, constantly off screen. Like, because he was off screen a lot. Yeah. So maybe he was, like, pouring some wine out or something. Yeah, just ignored all social cues. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay, so... This bird lands on a weather vane and talks about how romantic Paris is. And he introduces himself, and his name is Giacomo. Of course. And he claims nothing is impossible if you follow your heart, <laughs> which is a very drunk man's thing to say, you know? Like, yes. it's just a drunk philosopher thing to say. For sure. And then we go into a book to learn about Thumbelina, which a is a very little book. Yeah, which strange because like why would we need to be in a book you know when he's a character in the book as well i know yeah it was just a mind fuck for this gonna be whimsical yeah you know and then we get the tea about this old barren woman who grew her baby out of a pot (laughs) oh no she has to go to like uh, a good witch or something right okay yeah and then this good witch brings her this yeah. pot. <laughs> I love how, like... So upbeat. Yeah, it was just... And, like, as an adult watching this, I was like, man, this that's kind of fucked up. Like, yeah. Like, they were kind of shaming her for not being able to have a kid. It's like she has so many pets. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like she's the crazy cat lady yeah. or whatever, but yeah. uh, it's like she's got shit to do. Yeah, she has a farm to run. Yeah. She doesn't need a child. Um, and then, so, she gets her child out of a pot, which is Thumbelina, who is a full-grown woman. Right. From a flower. Yeah. <laughs> just skipped uh, being a baby yeah. and a child. Just, yeah. Yeah, straight to adolescence. And she could talk immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved to see, like, her, like, getting, like, going through that baby stage, you know? Even if she was a full-grown woman, she's yeah. just, like, trying to learn, like, Lilo from uh, Fifth Element. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. trying to learn how to speak, you know? Mm-hmm. It cuts to farm hour, uh, animals singing about Thumbelina and her size and how her size gets her into trouble. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah, she keeps falling over throughout this entire song. She can't stand up. Yeah. And, like, uh, which <laughs> makes sense because she was... She was born. I was. Oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I feel like that could have went through the through line of the story. But she yeah. like kind of it kind of drops after that song. It just needed. It was just a like uh, a point of the song that she needs to fall over all the time. I don't know. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. Her mom is reading her a bedtime story, and she tells her about the, the fabled uh, stories uh, regarding fairies. And Thumbelina asks her mom if uh, she's ever seen a fairy before. And and the bitch says no. (laughs) And I was like, what? What is Thumbelina then? Like, yeah, I I think 
yeah, the question was like, oh, are fairies real mm-hmm. and stuff? And uh, they're like, I don't know. It's like, well, in this world where a girl's like the size of your thumb, mm, probably, mm-hmm. you yeah, know? Yeah, she was like, maybe. <sighs> and then she just kept on like, like glossing over the fact that like Thumbelina came from a flower bud. <laughs> you know, like it just didn't make any sense how like yeah. her mom's logic was. If they had learned about the feminine mystique, if you will, <laughs> then maybe she would have like realized this. Um, and then her mom tucks her in by the window in a walnut. In a walnut. <laughs> in a carriage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Thumbelina fantasizes about a man fairy through song. And I quote, this is what she sings. I wonder if they're really, oh, like this is what she says. I wonder if there really are such things as fairies. And I was like, wait. Wasn't she born yesterday? Why Why all of a sudden does she, like, fantasize about having a boyfriend, you know? I, yeah. Um, unless she was born with, like, the teenage hormones and is, like, interested in dating now. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't provide any of us. Yeah. Or, yeah, they didn't provide any of that context yeah. for us. Yeah. We could have done away with all of that, like, Giacomo sh- <laughs> shit. No, we needed Giacomo, Okay. <laughs> <sighs> okay. What a what a character. If she was a feminist, what song do you think it would be uh, that um, she was singing about in this moment? In this moment, she would be singing about how hard it was for her to get a job or how hard it was for her to speak up at a job and ask for a raise. That's what it is. That's what she's going to be singing right. about. Some music dust flies through the garden or like magical oh yeah magical (laughs) sorry i i meant magical i was thinking of music that's why uh but i mean yeah it'll it'll get into a song right yeah at this point uh flies through the garden and then it reveals fairies being flown through and they weren't really clear as to what they were doing uh it's just taking a stroll on a Tuesday. <laughs> I I wonder I think it had something to do with like the weather too. Oh right. Yeah, they control the weather. So um yeah, I think they were turning it into autumn. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Like again, like they were, they had like so much like information about certain stuff, like love and like falling in love, like, bullshit like that. But they didn't really get into the nitty-gritties of this whole world, you know? Like, I kind of got, like, it didn't, I didn't understand it until, like, um, the middle of the story that the fairies controlled weather in Oh, yeah, it was not, yeah, I guess we'll get into it, but, yeah. yeah. So she sings about it, and then the magic dust flies through the garden. Then it reveals the fairies flying through. It's the queen and king, and... Uh, they're talking about how their their son, the crown prince, who is 16, on a bumblebee. He's a real bad boy. Yeah, he's a real bad boy. <laughs> the, I guess the bumblebee is like an equivalent of a motorcycle or something. Yeah. Because like, they make a comment of him like, oh, I hope he's not riding that dreadful bumblebee again. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, aren't bumblebees like going extinct? Or is that just regular bees? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I... I think they could have hit home with that more, you know, like that he was a real bad boy. And like mm-hmm. ev- everybody in the court kind of like was whispering about his reputation, you know, <laughs> like that would have been great. Um, then cuts to the prince spying 
and then breaking into oh, Thumb yes. Molina's house. So romantic. Yeah. Um, and it was because he saw her in the window. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, oh, it was like her voice or something that yeah. he was drawn to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he like goes in and like, he was like, I'm just gonna go look <laughs> and break into somebody's house to go look at somebody singing. And I was like, oh my God, like yeah. this is, it's 94. <laughs> and it still wasn't okay back yeah, then, you know? Yeah, <laughs> they knew what they were doing. But, uh, Thumbelina's reaction was appropriate. She was like spooked and like scared. Yeah, of course. But then like changes real quick and it's like, yeah. oh, who are you? I'm so dazzled now. Yeah, someone my size. But I was like, someone your size. He's he got a sword. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so, um, and like he, she like has this fantasy like before he like introduces himself. Where she's talking to the prince or whatever, and he was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, she's yeah, like, batshit, yeah, <laughs> just like talking to herself and um, dancing with like an imaginary person." Yeah, like she was just dancing, and then he like slices through the, her book right. to like introduce himself. He's a real bad boy. Yeah, real bad yeah. boy. And then he, this corny ass motherfucker, <laughs> says. As he cuts through the book, he says, may I cut in? And I was like, what the fuck? And his... his he's trash. Yeah, he's Cornelius trash. is trash. <laughs> he, and like, he claims he didn't mean to frighten her. I was like, like, what? What did you expect when you broke in? Yeah. And like... With your sword. Spied on a woman, like, enjoying her life. It and was, it's night. Yeah. Like, come on. Nighttime. <laughs> and then Thumbelina realizes that he's a fairy and then okay so he introduces himself as like cornelius and i dubbed him corny for the rest <laughs> of because he's goddamn corny um and then he almost kisses her yeah he was like uh trying to make moves and stuff on her while he, she was trying to ask uh like about, about him like, like yeah yeah she was trying to get to know him and yeah he was and just, he is just like trying to make moves yeah it was like, just so, oh, fucking Shake my damn head. <laughs> then he gets her on his bumblebee. And um, and then while they're riding, they fall in love as that well. real quick. Yeah. yeah. And they sing. He sings about how he's going to show her the world. Which is a knockoff of a whole new world yeah. from Aladdin, of it, course. It really was a knockoff. I think the song's called Let Me Be Your Wings. Yeah. And it's about like, yeah, I'll fly you around the world and show you all these places. Yeah. So where have I heard this before? Oh. Cornelius. Oh, yeah. They were hardcore ripping off. <laughs> Still a bop, though. Yeah. Still a bop. Still a bop. <laughs> um, I mean, Barry Manilow writes yeah. bops. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm converting you into a fan a little bit here. I, I think so. Um, it becomes a duet about her. He's singing her uh, about uh, like her wings and stuff. Um, and uh, and I, I was like thinking about it. And I was like, that song is kind of abuse because it's of dependency, you know? So like, yeah. it, like he was like yeah. kind of showing her that you need me to see this world. You don't need, you can't do it on your own because you have no wings. Right. Yeah, so I was like, that's so fucked up. He's trash. Yeah, he's trash. You know this. Um, and then they land on a, uh, 
a frog boat in mid-song, and these frogs... Oh, yeah, they're being invasive, yeah. these frogs. Yeah. And maybe that's partially to blame for something later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and the frogs, these frogs, like, the, uh, it's a mom frog and a son frog. And her three sons, yeah. They are, yeah, the, yeah, in this moment, it's the yeah. one. Yeah, it's only son. one song. And so uh, the frogs love her voice and they're like, so enchanted. Yeah, so enchanted. And then the guy frog declares his love for her. <laughs> and I was He's like, like, Mama, I want to marry her. <laughs> and I think it's Charo, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, it Charo? voiced by the mom. Yeah. Yeah. And they like, I think they like based uh, her appearance like on this frog. It's, it's kind of nuts. Yeah, it it looks exact. It's if Charo was a frog, it That's is her. Exa- yeah, yeah, it's just with the big hair yeah. and stuff. It like it was so good. Um, okay, so we back at the house. Um, both uh, Thumbelina and Corny exchange jewelry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He reveals as you do. Five he, minutes upon meeting someone. Yes, yeah, and singing a duet. Yes. in midair. Mm-hmm. Um. He reveals he's actually the prince. This whole time, she didn't know he was the prince. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is so fucked up. Why wouldn't you tell her? You know? like he's, was, Maybe he's trying to be humble. I don't know. It was, it was strange. Um, it and, was weird. And then he's like, he tells her that he wants her to meet his parents the next day. And it was just going really fast. Very fast. Mm-hmm. He leaves and they're... Is this dreamy filter over her? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I think I wrote that down yeah. too. And I was like, what is this filter? <laughs> it was like this filter over her. And then she says Cornelius. All dreamy eyed. Yeah. I was like, bitch, get your life together. Oh, you no. were born yesterday. I know. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, later, like a lot later, she's like going to sleep. She gets kidnapped by the frog lady. <laughs> and she, uh, by Charo, the frog. Yes. Uh, and the, so be, uh, before she went to sleep, her mom like set up this dog to like guard her. Who's of. also like drunk, yeah, I think. Yeah. Right? He's just like this bumbling idiot. Yeah, this dog. thing. This dog. Was useless. Like, <laughs> didn't keep Corny out of the windowsill. Didn't like, keep this frog out. Yeah, like, there was just all this mess. And then, um, but it ends up with him tied to a kite and loses Thumbelina. <laughs> the next day. That was weird. Yeah, it was why like a very, kite. Yeah, why? <laughs> it was just one of those, like, I guess, old-timey animation gags where they're like, oh, we could get rid of this dog by kite. <laughs> You want to hear a fun fact? Yes, please do it. Uh, the producers of this movie, they drummed up positive ratings during the test screening by putting the Disney logo in the beginning <gasps> of it. Oh, Shut my up. God. Yeah, that's what it says. Wow. They scammed people they, into thinking it was they good? Scammed, they scammed they people got away with it was it? Disney. Yeah, in the beginning wow. of it. Yeah, for oh, the test screenings. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. And it is true, like, what the power of Disney, like, will influence you into yeah, thinking it's I'm, good. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. 
Oh, geez. Especially since it has Little Mermaid's voice in the in, right. as the main character. It would seem legit, I'm yeah. sure, yeah. to just anybody who's not going to bother doing research. on. And why would they? So. Yeah, like, they're not good. They didn't have, A, the good internet back then. That um, good internet. Yeah. So, how would they know? Um, <laughs> the next day, the mom, of course, is destroyed her her daughter she's sitting and crying yeah. i'm like girl call the police like do something <laughs> like france has policemen right I'm, like I'm, what is going I'm sure. on i'm pretty sure the whole town would have known if uh, some old barren lady had a kid <laughs> right like yeah definitely. yeah i definitely keep track of all the barren ladies in my town <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh no so um so the mom, she's like distraught, and then um, Corny cl- like vows that he's gonna like um, he's gonna save her. Uh, well, after he's like come back with these gifts, he's like right. like has like this whole like jewelry and everything yeah. for her, and he sees that Real the whole showy pl- guy. yeah. Like, uh, he sees the whole place is, like, ransacked and, like, it's over and his her mom's crying and stuff. And then he declares that he's going to save her, which all princes do, I guess. Um, it's their life purpose. I mean, yeah. who are they if without, not, yeah. <laughs> if not to save a damsel in distress. Exactly. Um, at the frog boat. Yes, the frog boat. <laughs> she <laughs> slept through this whole time. Yeah. Like, I think she did wake up. Right when uh, Mama Toad like grabs the wall, yeah, down. she's yeah. like, "What's happening?" And then like, what? She fell asleep again after that. Yeah, she didn't like try to like I don't escape. Understand? Yeah, it was this is very flawed. Um, so she wakes up. Thumbelina wakes up at the frog boat. The Charo introduces her to her sons, three of them, and wants Thumbelina to be famous like them. Can we talk about the sons' names real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, well, the frogs are based on what racist caricatures of like Latin culture, right? Yes. So one of the sons' name is Gringo. Uh-huh. Why is what? that? Okay, it's a Latin character. I mean, it's a bad choice, first of all, yeah. for a frog. But like, why would a Latin character's name be Gringo? I don't know. It's like they probably like kept on hearing it being called them. Uh, you yeah, know? And they're like, oh, this must be a term of endearment. Yeah. That- these people of color are calling me. Yeah. So this is like the one Spanish word I know, and I'm going to name this frog after it. Yeah, it's it's bad. Like, <laughs> there's something later that I, I we, we need to talk about, but um, we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> so um, they want her, uh, Thumbelina to get famous, and she's like, no, I want to go home. And, of course, because she was kidnapped. Um, Obvi. And then... Um, um, Charo starts singing some sense into her about settling down too early, which made sense. At this point in time, I was like, I'm with you, Charo. <laughs> like, you were talking about... I like you. Yeah, yeah. you were talking about, like, <laughs> building your career as a singer and mm-hmm. not getting married too early. I was like, I'm like yeah. I relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a real good idea. She wants her to think about her career and then I guess Thumbelina is okay with it. At, by All the of end a of the sudden, moment. yeah, yeah. Midway Quick through the 180. song, yeah, she starts singing, and like everybody loves her <laughs> from the pond. Like all those animals from oh, the pond, yeah, they just come out of the water and they're like throwing it's, money at her and stuff. I 
do want to know more about this world because like some of the animals are dressed but some of them are not and they have currency yeah what what are they buying yeah like what what kind of world are we living in in um in a world where whimsical like little girls that are the size of a thumb are questioning if fairies are real yeah that's true yeah yeah what am I <laughs> trying to make sense of right, right. now? Um, they, uh, the people throw gold coins, as we mentioned, and she's so into it until she has to marry the son. <laughs> until she realizes that, like, she was kidnapped for a reason into forced marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the weird, like, what you mentioned that nobody listens to her, like, throughout the whole film. Yeah. They, she was like, I don't want to get married. I don't want to marry this guy, this frog guy. Like, I want to marry Corny. And it was just, but they just ignored her and left. Mm-hmm. Like, they went to go get a priest to, like, m- make them get married. And it was just very strange. Right, they, like, leave her on a lily pad, right? Yeah, While they yeah. go get this priest. I was like, why would you abandon your captive? Yeah. <laughs> that was like, isn't that rule number one of, Kidnapping? Well, I mean, she's three years old, so she probably can't swim. Yeah, that's fair. true. That's true. Um, then, um, so Giacomo shows up. That drunk. sweet, sweet man, Giacomo. <laughs> and he's there to help Thumbelina. And he makes things worse. Yeah, he. I wrote down, bitch doesn't try to at all. Oh, yeah. She, uh, wait, Thumbelina? Yeah, or like both. Giacomo and her, like, don't really do anything. Right. Um, I think I think I wrote this early on. I was like, why doesn't she get on Giacomo's back? Yeah, I had the same thought. It's like he could, he's mobile. Yeah, he could fly over the city and she could kind of recognize where they are. But know. there was a lot of, like, um, no, no, like, we can't do that. Like, or, like, there was no, like, sense to this. Mm-hmm. Like, the to the how she was thinking. So, yeah, I feel like in this... She was born yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, she was born yesterday. Um, Which they, is a terrible excuse, I mean. <laughs> so, so this lily pad gets, like... They're trying to move this lily pad. Um, I don't know why. And then they almost fall off a waterfall. And Giacomo's, like, holding the lily pad instead of flying off. With her? I think they were, like, kind of pulling the lily pad in, like, different directions. Yeah. Stuff. Like, don't, like, other critters come Yeah, there was, like, help. fish and then with hats on. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they show, like, um, their laundry line, like, hanging in the yard, but it's underwater. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> that was hilarious. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to give it to I'm them. here for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, and then, like, uh... So, like, the, these bugs and fish save her. And Giacomo introduces her to the jitterbugs, these little kid bugs. And she tells them that she doesn't know how to get home. And I was like, you have a way. You just. But also she hasn't tried to, like, yeah. find her way yet. She, like, woke up, like, a, a second ago yeah. on the frog's boat. Yeah. So. It was almost like. She didn't have her morning coffee, and so she couldn't get the day <laughs> like, going. I can't function. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> I'll never be home again. What am I going to do? That was exactly how she was oh acting without the coffee reference or anything. But, yeah, it was just it was just really frustrating 
to watch, you know? Like, yeah. somebody, like, just, like, giving up almost. She just basically gives up trying. Um, and, like, Giacomo tells her to follow her heart. <laughs> Again. He's on one. Yeah. He's definitely drunk. Like he's, For sure. He's, like, an idiot. Um, and I, <laughs> I didn't notice this until, like, around here where I was like, I feel like Thumbelina has just a negative outlook on life. And, like, they don't really, like, drive that home. That could have been really fun if, like, a princess is just, like, super negative about everything, you know? I'd watch that. Yeah, like, it was just, like, a normal... It would have been a normal reaction to how she is because, like, she's the only person that she knows that is small other than corny at this point. And, um... And he's corny as hell. (laughs) I know. So, there's a, um... There's a number being sung at this point about how doing impossible things by following your heart by Giacomo is like it's a bop yeah I mean. yeah I mean it's very Manolo so and then at the end of the song <laughs> she loves some Barry Manolo <laughs> I told you I'm a fan alone <laughs> I gotta listen to more Barry Manolo yeah at the end of of the song she starts on her journey with the tiny little bugs, uh, the bug children. And Giacomo, like, flies off to look for the prince. Because he claims that there is, like, a fairy... Uh, the Veil of Fairies. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Which uh, is, what, fairyland, probably? Like, where they live? Yeah, so they didn't really explain too much about, like, the geography of this land. <laughs> other than it's Paris. And it, we didn't even know. It's, like... It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, my brain is like, yes, you know that now. Yeah. (laughs) At this point. Yeah. So at the Vale of the Fairies, so it does exist, uh, the prince is with the king and queen. His mom is not buying that Thumbelina exists at all. (laughs) (laughs) She was like the most realistic, like, character in here. She's like, are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure you're not? Trying to get out of something right now? <laughs> Listen, I'm a fairy, and people are hard to believe just that me existing. So I'm saying Thumbelina doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, wait, I got to backtrack. I mean, there is a point where, um, uh, like, after um, Cornelius drops off Thumbelina, uh, Thumbelina's like, I wish I had wings. And he goes, maybe someday you will or something? Yeah. And he's like, what do you know? Like, what are, what are the rules? Like, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Is that like the equivalent of getting like your period or something? <laughs> getting your wings? I don't. Wait, does he? What is the development? Yeah, what? Of. Hmm. Yeah, I it don't was. Know. It was. Yeah, the, now that you. Like, I don't. I totally glossed over that. I didn't think of that. But yeah, yeah that's no, super true. Like, what do you know? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, like, again, I, I'm i with you. I don't know, like, oh, what corny. they were trying to do. Yeah, cor- Corny is legitimately a crazy person but i feel like um and we'll get to this by the end but i felt like a lot of it was just like piling on on how like thumbelina is an idiot you know what i mean like there's just a lot of stuff that she doesn't a know but she's like yeah like it's a lot of events she's so helpless yeah it's so frustrating it was kind of a stressful watch yeah like it was a lot of it where she says something and then like 
it turns the situation changes so that it proves her wrong uh, kind of thing mm-hmm. and we'll we'll get into it more but like i think you can kind of see it from the beginning like a meet the parents situation yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah. corny is off to look for thumbelina and he tells his dad as he's leaving that to hold off the winter mm-hmm. and so this is where we kind of realize that oh the fairies control winter or like uh, yeah, weather which is you know? pretty late in the movie at this point yeah super um, late um and then we cut to the frog boat and they come and the boy frog i they don't name his him his name is grundle oh, is it grundle which feels mm-hmm. german to me mm-hmm. or oh, like jk rowling yeah <laughs> cries and, of grundlewald Oh, oh yes, is what I think. Grindelwald. Of. Oh, is, I don't know. This is in the Potterverse. Is that? Is that I what think you're so. Like, Maybe. we're very confused about the world. The of world, this anyway. Yeah, so. it's full of magics, and there are fairies in. Harry Potter, I guess. So maybe it is part of the Potterverse. I don't know. Yeah. So we got Grundle, Gringo, and I don't know what the other one was, oh. but it was also something equally weird. Yeah, I did but, not listen, but yeah. So Grundle, that's his name. Is his name, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Grundle is bummed, and his brothers are making fun of him. And the uh, and Grundle decides to go look for Thumbelina on his own. And mm-hmm. like they have, I think they have like a song, right? Like about like how he. Thumbelina's like kind of a hoeing or something. Who's he singing it with? I can't I, remember. I don't the song. think Grundle's singing. I think his two brothers were singing. I can't remember. I don't maybe I I'm don't, wrong. I can't remember. Yeah. Maybe I'm completely wrong and people are gonna like tweet at us and say, You're wrong. <laughs> oh no. Um, the Thumbelina stands are gonna come for us. Yeah. And so Thumbelina, and we cut back to Thumbelina. She she's like walking outside of Paris, I guess, like the the main city, and she runs into Beetle, who is voiced. Oh my god! Who is voiced by uh, Gilbert Godfrey? Yes, Gilbert yep. Godfrey, and I think I was sexually attracted to Beetle. <laughs> what? <Damn. laughs> I was gonna say he was a piece of shit. Damn. He, he was personally, a personality wise, yes, but like his his style. I mean, he's like, very like, arrogant. I yeah, get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe maybe there's something wrong with me. Um, <laughs> click back to episode one and you'll see why. <laughs> I have a type. Um, and so she runs into Beetle, who gets too close to her. I did write this down where he was like too close to her. Like he would like get in her face and stuff. <laughs> and, and he was like kissing her arm yeah. and stuff. Right? Like you're delicious. Yeah, it was it was really uncomfortable, but it was very French at the same time. So I could see why they like mm, thought this okay, character. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Real Pepe Le Pew vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like a Pepe Le Pew. Um, and he starts calling her beautiful and she's She's okay like, oh, with I it. am. Yeah. Like, first she's creeped out and then like again uh is okay accepts the situation all of a sudden because yeah. she cares so much about what people think of her. Yeah. She's like, I am beautiful. Yeah. Ew. Again, like this was like making her seem like kind of like a uh, like a very swayful like idiot. Like anything can like turn her attention. And she and then all of a sudden she has this idea for him to fly her up a tree so she can see where if she's going the right direction or not. And I was like, finally, a good idea from you. But, but. he traps her in, in like midair into a deal where she can't 
go get out of and where he has she he wants her to go to a beetle ball with her. Mm-hmm. Everyone's forcing her to sing. Yeah. Just it was it was a lot of forced labor. In this yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Um and the kids, the little jitterbug kids are like they run off to go get help. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, at least, I guess that's least, the device that they're using. Yeah, and at least somebody has brains. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we cut to the beetle ball. And Thumbelina is in a beetle outfit. Mm-hmm. The song's a bop, too. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good song. Mm-hmm. Um, She's on stage. She's uh, dancing around. And there's these other beetles that are, like, dancing around her. She seems fine with all of this. Yes, she accepts situations real quick. Yeah, real as quick. As we've yeah, mentioned. Um, um, the, the dress is like a, a beetle disguise, right? So everybody yeah. thinks she's a beetle. Yeah, that was like the weird thing that kind of bumped me. I was like, wait, so he he knew that she wasn't a beetle. Mm-hmm. But she he had to put her in a beetle suit for some reason? I think just to, um, I guess... Uh, appeal her to his audience. Maybe it was his club or something. I don't know. But because like when the beetle dress like falls away, mm-hmm. it yeah it falls away. <laughs> I guess in the middle of the song, and then everybody's like, oh, "She's not a beetle. She's so ugly." And then right? the beetle changes his tune. And at, maybe this the theme of this whole movie is like what society thinks you should follow. Kind of could be. Yeah, because like like. He just switches on a dime and, like, calls her ugly and kicks her out, basically. And she starts crying, and <laughs> it was really sad. Oh, yeah, the part—is uh, this—what part is after this? Um, where she is— Like, in the snow. Uh, oh, okay, so the kids run into yeah, right. the fra—to uh, Grundle— and he learns about the beetle—the uh, beetle dude. And then we cut to Thumbelina— is this the part you were talking about? Oh, yeah, about? when yeah, she's yeah. in the snow crying, yeah. and then Giacomo comes yeah. to, I, like, console her. Again, another drunk moment with him. Yes. So she, okay, well, first of all, she says, like, uh, I'm cold, I'm lost, and I'm hungry, and the beetle thinks I'm ugly. Like, how is that last part on par with, like, all yeah, the other yeah. dire circumstances? Like, you're about to die of, like, hypothermia yeah. here and hunger, and she, you're and, worried about what other people think about you. Exactly. She, like, is... Basically, like, close to naked because all that clothes fell off of her. And she's in the, like, in autumn, like, on the verge of winter. And it was, and she's crying because so people called her ugly, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And and the weird thing was that uh, all Giacomo had to say (laughs) about it all was he he just shrugs it off and says, are you in love with the beetle? Oh, yeah. (laughs) This part was hilarious. Like, yeah. Do you love the beetle? Yeah. She's it like, was... no. Then she's like, then who cares about the beetle? Uh, yeah. Like, I was like, wait, way to shrug off someone's, like, <laughs> emotional. Like, instead, he could have said, you know, you are beautiful, like, inside and out. You could be intelligent as well. Like, there was no consoling in the, anything he said at all. He was I just... mean, if that if I was Thumbelina, I'd just start laughing because... He... <laughs> The way he says Zibito. Yeah, it was just, oh, God, he's an idiot. <laughs> A drunk idiot. <laughs> yeah, he he parties. Yeah. Probably. 
With He's all got the, a nightlife. Yeah, he probably does. <laughs> uh, he reminds her that the prince thinks she's beautiful. Yeah, so he that like, is pretty sweet, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they both fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like the only male character who's not totally smitten with her. And yeah, like forces her to Maybe, sing or yeah. He was like a very like asexual alcoholic. Maybe he was a closeted gay. I mean, I'm I'm I was, I'm I was gonna say like pretty sure he's gay. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, Which is why she feels safe with him. Yeah. So. Oh, we cracked the code of this I think movie. So. Yeah, yeah, Giacomo, gay as hell. <laughs> we want to see a movie about him. <laughs> <laughs> How he's like? I'd watch it. Yeah. Um. So we cut to a uh, rabbit being chased by a fox through the forest, and like there, is, like there's autumn leaves everywhere, and Giacomo gets in the rabbit's face. To ask about the fairies. And clearly the Dracula, uh, the rabbit is like running for his life. <laughs> From like a fox yeah, or something. It was insane. The rabbit tells him to like go ask the fox. And so he goes He's and like, asks. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Like in this very life or death situation yeah. here. <laughs> he gets knocked into like the fox's face. And the, the fox is like. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> like I'm fucking trying to get food right now. And um. He gets knocked out and like fly, flies into a uh, a bushel of thickets and like he gets a thorn in his uh his wing which uh prevents him from flying very well. Then he realizes that winter is almost there because like snow just falls on top of him. And I was like, "Wait, what does that have to do with anything? She could still go home." Um the snow would make it difficult maybe. Or maybe they didn't really say, but like I don't know if birds would fly to the south in Europe. Oh yeah, um, probably. Probably. Adam's nodding. He's a bird expert. Yeah. I trust him. Yeah. His big old bird tattoo that says <laughs> "bird expert." <laughs> not right. Uh, not any type of bird. Just no, this just, bird. Just, expert. It just says the letter, the word "bird" there. <laughs> Um, and then we cut to Corny flying through a gust of autumn wind. He runs into a bunch of those, uh, a bunch of bugs, including the kids, and they tell him that the beetle and frog are after Thumbelina. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then <coughs> Grundle strang- like we cut to Grundle strangling the beetle <laughs> for information about Thumbelina, and I was like, this is the most graphic part of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was intense like how much he was like uh like is this pg uh, i think it is i think it is pg it was pretty intense like how much how like he was strangling him and i was like this is the kids movie why (laughs) would they show that but i guess it's funny to kids yeah yeah sure he's a piece of shit beetle that just called her beautiful like ugly. So. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's come up. It's yeah. He's like, don't talk about my girl that way. <laughs> <laughs> so the beetle tells him a uh, pretty good idea to get her, which was to nab the prince and have her come rescue him. And I was like, that's that's pretty like feminist. Like that idea that she has to go and save the prince. And I so that's why I'm a beetle stand. <laughs> he. It's I think gross. the beetle did say that he was going to call the pond patrol on the frog. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, there's 
the Bond Patrol? Yeah. Apparently. This movie's rated G, by the way. Oh, okay. Jeez. Those bars low. I mean, All Dogs Go to Heaven is probably one of the saddest movies of all time. For sure. And that's G also? That's a G as well. Oh, man. And the same uh, director. Yes, same directors. Um, So Grundle has a better plan. Get Beetle to get the prince. And he makes sure Beetle does by stealing his wings, which was the most (laughs) gross part of the film. He just rips it from his back. Mm -hmm. And he... And I was like, no blood or anything, yeah. but still kind of jarring. But the weird thing was like, what does that mean that the wings isn't a part of him? Like it didn't. It seemed like he was he was trying to get it back too. Mm-hmm. So he technically could put it back on his back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> detachable body parts. Yeah, no, it's very strange. Um, so. He steal, he takes the wings and then Beetle gets his uh posse to go after the the prince. And then we cut to Giacomo, who goes to a sleeping bear. <laughs> he can't read social cues. Yeah, no, not at all. Not only is he useless, he's an idiot. <laughs> and he gets chucked out of the cave and he realizes winter is there already and gets swept away mm-hmm. by the wind. And then Corny flies through hail and falls into a lake and freezes. Oh, and yeah. the beetle finds him and they cut him out. Oh yeah, they uh yeah, they just like cut a square with yeah. like their heels and they like just pop him out of the ice. Yeah, it was very I don't know like how that works. Is it was very like cartoon uh logic, you know? True. I'm looking too hard into this. Sorry. <laughs> We're in a world where bugs and animals talk. So <laughs> what? And so they um they take him towards this like sh- abandoned shoe, and then we get back to Thumbelina, who's freezing her ass off at this mm-hmm. point. And she goes, but she's more concerned about what the beetle thinks of her. Yeah, mind you, so. definitely. She's mm-hmm. still it's still in the back of her mind. Yes. Um. She goes to that same shoe and finds a sock. And I was like, she is so close to finding anybody that would help her. But she could, she just basically gives up. Mm-hmm. That night, snow falls over the house. Her mom closes the window and she sings about how someone is sure to find her soon. And I was like, <laughs> I felt so bad for her. It was they, a sad bop. Yeah, it was a sad yeah. bop. Um, she, like, lays a dress out for her. Yeah. yeah. On her bed, which was a cradle. Yeah. Yeah, it was very strange. And um, and and another thing that I noticed about this movie was that they never named any of the mothers in in the Just uh, sad, movies. sad, old, barren yeah. lady. Barren woman, <laughs> queen, queen of the fairies. And then Frog Lady. They didn't Mama really. Toad. Yeah, Mom <laughs> yeah. Toad. Um, so the next day, um, the next morning, Thumbelina wakes up in Miss Field Mouse's house. Kidnapped once again. Yeah. And she doesn't even know. It. Well, I can kind of see this one because she was probably passed out from like being oh, cold yeah, and yeah. tired. So, yeah. So I can, I can see that. Being charitable. All yeah. Right. We get it. Uh, A charitable kidnapping. We who voiced. The mouse. That actually is 
Carol Channing. I knew it. Yeah. It was. It sounded Carol like Channing. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the mouse sure knows a lot about Thumbelina. She uh, yeah. knows She knows so the tea. Yeah, she definitely has the tea. And how she just blurts out that Corny's dead. Oh, yeah. And then, like, something was, like, devastated. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oopsie yeah. daisy. Yeah. yeah. Silly me. I have a big mouth. And so it made me think that she was kind of insidious. Which I think that it kind of revealed that she is yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But, man, if she was, like, evil, evil, it would have been great. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Thumbelina starts crying, obviously. And the whole time, the beetle is listening in. Mm-hmm. And so I... I they didn't really connect it or anything, but it could have been connected that the beetle like knows was, where she is yeah, now, I guess. or like conspiring with the mouse about oh. like how like this whole situation. You know, it would have been nice, but there is no connection in this movie. It's all random shit. So the mouse guilts her into helping her go to Mr. Mole to bring her him some a at some. <laughs> baked goods it was like super like guilt trippy like yeah she didn't let her grieve no at all. there was no time at all and family was like okay yeah she just like wiped away her tears and that was it yeah so they go to give him these baked goods he's blind and so he sniffs everybody which is really creepy Real creepy <laughs> and he's also a hoarder and agoraphobe too yeah, um, he has, like, these pinned, like, bugs on his wall yeah. and stuff, which is, like, super creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was just, like, a menace to society. Because <laughs> he's also rich, too. He was, like, mm-hmm. this upper elitist kind of dude who, like, didn't like too many what people. What does he do? What? Yeah. What? business is he in yeah it would have been cool if he was connected to like the frog the toad frog people where he was like like financing them you know Mm -hmm. to be like i don't know it would have been cool so uh the mouse tells her to sing a lovely story yeah again like everybody's trying to get her to sing (laughs) then there's a fantasy of her dancing with the prince and it becomes very sad because <laughs> it's about winter killing everything. It was a very Another sad bop. Yeah, a very sad bop. And then Mr. Mole shows her a dead bird. Who turns out to be Giacomo. Giacomo. Yeah. He was like, oh, come and look at this. It's a dead bird. But how does he know it's a dead bird? He's blind. Yeah. I think he just sniffed I, it. He's like, hmm, this bird's not alive. It's, it's a dead one. It smells like death. Mostly it smells show like people. Yeah, it yeah. smells like alcohol over here. So I'm pretty sure it's death. <laughs> um, and it's Giacomo. And then while Thumbelina examines him and like trying to make sure that he's not dead, mm-hmm. um, Mr. Mole asks the uh, the mouse to arrange for him to marry Thumbelina. And he at often, no point does he like propose to her yeah. or like you know just ask him himself. Yeah. He has to ask Mrs. Fieldmouse, yeah, who's his wingman, I guess. And he offers her some coin. Like he was like again currency. Yeah, we're what? for what? Yes. <laughs> like yeah, you're right. Like at the top, they should have answered all these questions. <laughs> what are they using the money for? Maybe it's like we're just trying to make so much sense of it as adults because money is so hard for us to have. 
Yes, we're fixated on yeah. financials. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then she discovers... Um, so Thumbi Lena, like, on a, a side, she discovers that uh, Jackamole is still alive. And he's just, like, mumbling, and he's clearly, like, passed out. And the beetle delivers the prince on ice, thinking he's dead. He tells uh, Grundle that Thumbelina is with the mole, and the frog forces Beetle into rescuing her. <laughs> he doesn't want to even rescue her himself. He wanted the beetle to mm-hmm. do it. Get someone else to do the dirty work. Exactly. And um, and so the jitterbug kids, like, grab uh, the prince, and they want to save him, obviously. Uh and um, and then we cut back to Mrs. Uh, Field Mouse, who's trying to convince Thumbelina about marrying Mr. Mole. She starts singing about marrying for money and not for <laughs> love. And I was like, "Bitch, you make it science right now." <laughs> oh yeah, there's a part where she's like, uh, uh, "Romeo and Juliet married for love, and uh, where did that get them? Dead. They're dead. Dead. Dead." <laughs> I was like, "This is a kids' movie. I Why know. would they talk oh about?" Young children so <laughs> committing suicide at the end. So because this wasn't a bop, is what you're saying. No, no. still a bop. Still, <laughs> still a bop. bop. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I wrote that down because they were in love. That's the reason why they were dead. Um, I guess by the end of the of this song, Thumbelina is into the marriage. <laughs> Again, doesn't take any time for her yeah. to be persuaded. Not at all. Um, so that night she goes to Chacamole with a blanket and there's, and she tells him there's no place in this big world for little people like her. And so she basically, again, gives up on like anything outside of, um, love. And she tells, um, Chacamole that she will marry the mole. And then he suddenly wakes up and she, she, as she's like, takes out the thorn and he starts mumbling and um and then at one point he finally offers to fly her to the forest. Mm-hmm. And He's I was like, like could have done that earlier. I I know. <laughs> saved not? us so much time. Um and then he's like rambling about love. And this whole time she's, she's like, like, Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like trying to be a realist at, finally. Mm-hmm. And like he doesn't want to listen to her. Ignores social cues. And then he write that again. He's on one. He's like Permanently drunk. Yeah. And then he flies off, leaves her to think about her dead boyfriend. (laughs) And it was just like, nobody is counseling her at all. She's Mm -hmm. going through such traumatic bouts of her life that she's not getting counseled at all. (laughs) So um, the kids, the kid bugs melt the ice. And I guess they know about the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, they, it was like news traveled real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, among those animals. And so at the wedding, it cut. we cut to the wedding. Uh, Thumbelina looks insane. <laughs> oh my God. She has like that Shakespearean like collar on. Um, and then like she has these. Like pigtails? pigtails? Kind of. It yeah. Was, it was a very Pippi Longstocking-esque. Yeah. Um, yeah, she looked insane. Yeah, she looked insane. Um. And then at one point, she has a hallucination about the prince singing. And she's thinking about him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, she still has, like, the ring on that he gave her in the beginning. He, oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, 
she finally like kind of snaps out of it and she says she'll never marry the mole. Mm-hmm. She comes to her senses and is like, wait, I have a say in this. Yes. She's like, oh, I can make my own decisions. Yeah. I have a voice. I guess <laughs> I can say stuff. Um, and then uh, Grundle breaks through the ceiling. He says, I'll, okay, this is the most problematic part. One of the most problematic parts of this movie. He says, I'll marry you in broken English. And then she responds in a very racist thing. Oh. And she says, I know marry you. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It Girl, was, no. It was, I, I, I don't know. I guess probably in the 90s, everyone was racist still. Or, and people still racist, mm, but. Yeah. Sorry, quick backtrack to yeah. when um, the first song with the frogs on the boat where uh-huh. they're singing. And she's like, can you say that a little bit slower? Like revealing just how white she is. Yeah, yeah. She was, she is mayonnaise <laughs> white. <laughs> she is mayonnaise. Oh, boy. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so the this shouldn't have ex- surprised us at all i know it's like i know you're, you think your boyfriend's dead but mm. yeah um, don't pull that she pretty much just acted like a like a like a like a rich white lady at cabo in a mexican mm-hmm. restaurant yeah. or something yeah, yeah. exactly like, trying to speak their language <laughs> <laughs> like, um do you have any facts for us uh well i did want to say that um the song uh, "Marry the Mole" uh-huh. was actually the first and only animated movie to win a Razzie Award for worst original <laughs> song. <laughs> I was like getting nervous about like what it just won, and then yeah, you said yeah. Razzie. Like, okay. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh my gosh! Um, she uh, and so like. She yeah, kicked, sorry. Yeah. Imagine being the composer. Imagine being Barry Manilow <laughs> at this point. Like, was he the one that like? Uh, Super, oh, I guess, yeah, he supervised. Whoa, so maybe so he didn't really... He was more than just a supervisor. He was a supervising composer. So he actually okay. helped compose uh, the films. Too, so he checked this song off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Locate was like, like okay. this is be a bop. If yeah. you go in the soundtrack, uh, it is he does have written by, music by credits on oh, all of these. Boy. All the oh, boy. Barry, Barry, Barry. Barry. doing? Um, so, cut back. Um, Thumbelina kicks... Grundle in the shins and storms off. I was like, finally, bitch, you can finally do something. Like, you done that all along. Yeah. And uh, the beetle tries to stop her. She shoves him aside. <laughs> and um, and then the prince finally shows up and fights the frog. And uh, Thumbelina does not see him at this point. Yeah, no, no. He, she's happens. like continually like storming off in this like weird underground cave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, after the the fight with uh, Grundle, the uh, Corny gets knocked off the ledge. Thumbelina finds her way out, but before she can like get out, like a gang of people are like after her, <laughs> and they. It was like kind of weird because it was like, why would you? She she just stormed off. Let her go. I know. <laughs> like, like, and also the mole himself is agoraphobic, so why would he need to go outside? Like right. there was it was. Just too much. So she knocks like a bunch of like gold coins and diamonds like over it. Jewels and stuff. Yeah. Like, where are you guys finding this? Yeah. Why can't we find it? <laughs> like, where is this? It's like some random person having like a picnic in the forest and just abandoning a bunch of gold and jewels. <laughs> yeah. And then this mole's like, oh, this is of value. Let me take this. 
And um, I assume she kills them all or something. I, I guess. And uh, and then Giacomo claims he has found the fairies and he forces her on his back and he doesn't listen to her at all. Mm-hmm. She's, She's like, like, stop it. There's no veil of fairies. Yeah. She was trying to be sensible. They make it to the quote unquote veil of fairies. He beckons her to sing. And she tells him that she wants to go home. She, clearly, she's been gone for like four days. Mm-hmm. And she was she's born. been through a lot. Yeah, she was born like 40 days ago. Like, this is a whole <laughs> new world for I her. I know. Um, but he still like tells her to sing. And so she does. And like things start blooming around her. Mm-hmm. Winter melts away. Yeah, yeah. Winter melts away. And um, she stops and she's like trying to be realistic. She's like, Corny's dead. There's no point in her to sing anymore. And and then stupid her, Corny comes, shows up and starts singing as well. Mm-hmm. And he proposes to her right there and then. And she says, yes, they kiss. This and is the second he, time they've seen each other. Yeah. Yeah. There was. In yeah, the, but you see all the other people that's been proposing to her. I mean, true. Shit. True. This is her best. You got to literally dig through some toads before you get the prince. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Or you could travel a little bit. I don't know. Figure yourself out a bit before settling into a relationship here. This is what happens when you go abroad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they kiss, and then she finally gets her wings. Maybe she gets her period at that time. Maybe. I mean, it. I... That seems like it equates with womanhood or something, yeah, you know, or like puberty or something yeah. like that. It was just weird that they wouldn't explain how. Yeah, I I'm not know. gonna dig into it. And and then spring is already there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, climate change in like a matter of four days. Yeah, it yeah. was. It well, was four. There's three seasons in four in days. In four days. What is that California weather right there? <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, and then they get married and then fly off on the bumblebee. And Giacomo gets the bouquet. <laughs> and it was, oh, this is so weird. He's a bachelor for life. Yeah. Ain't nobody Ain't tying no. him down. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, we, and then we come out of the book and with Giacomo narrating. Still narrating. Still, yeah. Still, it says they lived happily ever after. The end. Mm-hmm. That is the end of our dissection. Wow. <laughs> Let Yay, us take a break. <laughs> <laughs> we got a break. Love. Love is what we read about in books, my dear. <laughs> Here comes the bride, is a lovely little ditty. But marrying for love is a foolish thing to do. Cause love won't pay the mortgage or put porridge in your bowl. Dearie, marry the mole. And welcome back to In a World podcast. <laughs> it was such a nice break. Mm-hmm. We got to blow our noses. Yeah. <laughs> Cough a bunch. Yeah. And because it was a very emotional and slash dusty story. <laughs> um, anyways, at this point, we do our uh, inner world trailers, and I'll um, and I'll go first so that okay. you can see how it's done All right. from a master. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I have to go. I have to follow after you. <laughs> okay. 
in a world where we're in France and things are magical. Yeah, there's fairies. Yeah, there's talking bugs. But there's also a swallow. His name is Giacomo. And he's a single gay closeted man. He drowns himself. His, his like inner demons of his non-truth in alcohol. This is the story of him finding himself. He is lonely. And then he meets this guy who awakens him in more ways than one. And this is a G story, so we can't go too deep into what they do. But we can insinuate. Yes. And that is Thumbelina. Yeah, I threw in a curveball. Did you think that it was the... I was was like, maybe Beetle? I thought he was going to talk about, yeah, Mr. Beetle. Oh. And he was going to meet Mr. Beetle. Oh, yeah. That that hottie with the the body, Mr. Beetle. No, we can't tie down Beetle. It would be too sad. Giacomo is already an alcoholic. We can't drive him even more. You just want Mr. Beetle for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Oh, boy. Listeners, she just gave me the serious, most serious look right now. (laughs) Anyways, uh, would you like to go? Okay, sure. In a world where Thumbelina, who's the size of a thumb, (laughs) is curious about the outside world, so she runs away and joins a group of bohemian performers who happen to be toads. And uh, she has a falling out with them because she sleeps with the drummer. Whoa. And so she joins a new band, uh, Jazz Now, at the Beatle Ball, and has a falling out with him as well because she slept with one of the background dancers. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's decided that She's had it with the performing life and settles down with the rich Mr. Mole. Is that his name? Yes. Yes, Mr. Mole. And then she decides that he hoards too much, so she finally settles for a guy her own age. Corny! (laughs) Yeah! Yeah! Nice. Very nice. That was a really good one. I actually would watch that. And she has a gay best friend. Yeah, she makes all the choices in this one. Yes, so. yeah. And she is quite sexual. She's quite sexual. <laughs> Anyways, um, now we do plugs. Do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I'm on Instagram mm-hmm. at jules.huang. That's J-U-L-E-S dot H-O-A-N-G. Gotta spell it. Yes, of course. me too. Um, and uh, uh, I'm on a mod team at UCB. Uh, for those who don't know, that's the house sketch comedy teams mm-hmm. at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, I'm on a team called Clapback, and we're the third Wednesdays of every month. And that's at UCB Sunset. So, yeah. Yay! Yay. Um, and you can always follow me at Mary H-B-N-G-U-I-N. That's Spell Mary out, H-B-Win <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, and you can follow um, In A World Podcast at all social media. Um, you can find that all on our website. We have a website now. And it's in a world P O D 
worldpod.com. Yes, inaworldpod.com. Anything else you want to say, Adam? No? You no. kind of popped up? Oh, I was going to say uh, you could check out our... Our, our sweet bios on our <laughs> headshots. <laughs> Innerworldpod.com. Anyways, uh, and thank you. I like, subscribe, follow, blah, 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 everything uh, in between. Thank you. I love you. Bye. Yay. Yay. Yay.